All right, we're going to move on to uh, Laura Peterson in just a second. Laura is an author, a best-selling author. She's a podcaster. She's super talented. She always includes in her bio that she's tall as well and a math teacher, I believe. So yes. uh, welcome, Laura. It's great to have you on Livestream Deals. Yeah, it was so nice meeting you last week at Podcast Movement and now to be on the show with you. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. Um, your session was amazing. Before we uh, before we get to the book, um, your session about uh, using psychology for uh, basically for growing your podcast, establishing your influence, and um, just improving as a as a podcaster, live streamer, what have you. Um, is there one thing that you look back on that session and say like? Wow, if there's one point that people should take away from it, this is what I this is what I really wanted to get across. Well, good question. I got a lot of great feedback from that session and one of the biggest things that people kept on mentioning was around the persuasive writing this persu persuasive language tip that I gave and that was around including some mystery. So especially when you're thinking about what you're going to put into your copy when you're going to share a post about your podcast or about your blog or about anything that you're trying to promote out there, right? You need to incorporate a little bit of mystery to get someone's attention and then get someone to be like, whoa, I now have a gap in understanding. I want to go fill that gap. So they're right. going to be more interested in actually looking deeper into what you're sharing. Yeah. I mean, there's that, like, I, I think of a lot of my content as partially portfolio building. Like it's, it's another form of a resume. So I always feel right. like the show notes need to be complete. Or if I do a post on social, I want to get out what the most important things are. Um, but, but you're right. When you do that, you're not really giving people a reason to listen to it. If you've just given them all the key points right there in right. the Facebook post or the tweet or, or what have you. <laughs> right. And then I started to kind of feel like I just, it felt more self promoting spammy when I would have all these posts that mm -hmm. look kind of the same about here's my next podcast episode and no one was engaging. So I was like, okay, how can I switch this up? And once I did incorporate a mystery, I didn't even put a link in the, in the main description of back to the show. People like, Oh, what is this? Oh, who is right. that? And then they got more interested and I ended up getting comment after comment and a lot more people clicking over to my website and then I can pixel them with a Facebook pixel and follow up with retargeting ads and all those great things that can happen if you're actually getting people engaging and seeing what you're doing. Well, your book is called Permission to Write a Brand Building Book for Podcasters and you dispel <laughs> nine myths in that book. And uh, one of the things that, that I picked up from reading the book this week is that it really isn't that hard to write a book. Now, everybody who's written a book always has told me it's the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, I would never do it again. Uh, it was it took a year of my life and all that. So they're not really mm. selling that writing the book. You make it sound mm. pretty easy in the book. Uh, what What is what is it that, that you do when you write a book that seems yeah. different from all my friends who <laughs> didn't seem to love the process. <laughs> well, my first thought that comes to mind is psychologically, I'm like, are these people trying to discourage you from writing a book in a different reason? So maybe right. they don't have as much competition out there. I don't know. Maybe that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> but, you know, I really think that people can reframe how they look at a book to make it not feel so overwhelming. So 
there's a magic around books because traditionally you had to be selected by, you know, some elite mysterious publisher and get tapped on the shoulder and say, you're good enough to write a book, but now you can choose yourself. But that magic around how hard it used to be is still permeating the space, which makes doing a book a lot more valuable than maybe doing other things just because it has this magic around it. But we can't let that magical fairy dust make us feel intimidated by not being able to take it on ourselves. So what I like to coach clients to think about a book as, so let's say and you're going to write something, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're doing nonfiction, you're going to be writing about stuff you already know. So this is not like you're going to have to go research some brand new topic you've never heard of before. Right. So you're going to already be talking about what you know. And if you think about a book as say, all right, let me break down what I already teach clients or what I already have in blogs or what I already cover in my podcast. Let's say you want to do 10 chapters. You map out a, an organized, detailed outline, 10 chapters. Just take those one at a time. Think of it like a blog post, like a really in-depth blog post that's going to be long form, good value. And you don't even have to write it in order necessarily. If you've got a vision of how they'll connect, you can just go and say, oh, this morning, I don't even want to deal with chapter two yet because that like it feels daunting and maybe I do need to go Google some more information. So I'm going to start with chapter five because that's my wheelhouse. I love this topic. Start there, get momentum, and it'll just start coming together. So that is one thing. I would say just reframe how it looks. Yeah. I mean, I like when you say that there's this sort of mystery around the books and it, it really it's all about the fact that there were gatekeepers. Right. And mm -hmm. when you get past the gatekeepers and even though we know now that almost anybody could self-publish a book, that almost anybody could hit number one on Amazon if they know the, the tricks, it still somehow breaks through our, uh, you know, yeah. I have a best-selling author coming on as my yeah. second guest, right? There's still <laughs> something to it, right? And um, what are some of the opportunities that you've seen open up for clients after they've written books, despite uh, maybe it not being the best book ever written, right? Of course, <laughs> with your coaching, it probably was fantastic. But one of the things I'm getting, I, I'm getting yeah. out of the book as well is this this doesn't have to be like the be Your all life's work memoir or, you know, the perfect summation of what your business philosophy is or what it just yeah. some tips down that people can use some things that that'll capture people's interest. And mm. you know, 90% of the people aren't going to read the book. anyway. Yeah, that's true. Even stats, 95% of people don't even complete their course that you, they buy from you. It's crazy. Right. Mine are higher than that, but still it's crazy. The numbers. So, <laughs> so I think that getting a bestseller and getting a book out there, being a published author, it's another one of those credibility indicators. You took action. You are putting yourself out there. You will get more speaking gigs, more podcast interviews. People's eyes just wide and bigger when they talk with you. And they're just like so impressed by it. I've had clients come back to me and say they're charging more. They're closing more deals. They're putting themselves out there more and just growing everything bigger and bigger. But the book, yeah, it doesn't have to be your ultimate life's work. What it needs to be, if you think about the book as being, I want to put in here valuable information that's going to help people a couple steps behind me. If you're able to do that, you have fulfilled what I consider a successful book. Now, I even have a client who just literally went live yesterday and she hit number one in all three of her categories. And she was saying that she had started writing her book like a year or two ago before she had met me and kind of got stumbled up on it. And 
she went back and looked at it and she felt like, oh, I can't publish this because I'm not in that place in my business anymore mm -hmm. from what she had written like a year ago. But then she started thinking, but wait a second, is this information still valuable to someone else who's where I was? And right. the answer is yes. And so she came to the conclusion, I'm going to leave it in. I'll add a bit more from where I am now as I wrap it up. But if it can help someone, it's my duty to get it out there. So mm -hmm. stop trying to like search this perfectionism thing that is never actually possible. If you've got something of value, put it out there and it's going to help the right audience. And, and you too. Yeah. And you're also a believer that it you, you can have fun with it. I mean, everything from use emojis to, yes. you know, don't worry about the grammar police. You know, don't be sloppy, right? Like you right. don't want to have a cover that's, you know, three errors on the cover. But at the same time, every chapter doesn't have to be developed like a college or graduate school uh, thesis or something, right? It can yeah. be loose and fun and easy to yeah. read, and, you know. It doesn't have to, uh, it doesn't, like you say, it doesn't have to be your life's work. Yeah. And I mean, we always want to put things out there that are going to reflect well on us. But on that academic note, I was a big nerd in school. So I feel like from coming out of school and I was a teacher for a little while and then I became an entrepreneur, I had to unlearn a lot of things, especially when it comes to writing, because I used to think everything had to be formal and a paragraph was at least four sentences, if not more. No one wants to read that kind of stuff. We are all busy. Give us things we can scan. Give us bullet points. Get to the point. Make it fun and engaging. Tell me stories. Otherwise, I'm just going to go on and do something else. So I think taking a little bit of that pressure to make it like this research paper that can go into a PhD program, forget that. Write to who you're speaking to, and they're going to really connect with it. The book is called Permission to Write a Brand Building Book for Podcasters. It works just as well for live streamers, video creators, content creators, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, Absolutely. pretty much anybody who's uh, speakers, anybody who's in business for themselves or just in business at all in any level, right? Even if you're doing a traditional career ladder yeah. type of job, right? How many people are going to apply for the job that you apply and also have a book in, oh in my fact, goodness, yes. very few of them have a blog or a podcast that, you know, we think that the whole world does these things because we're crazy enough to spend hours and hours doing them. But, you know, to most people, it's, it's, it's like, wow, you have one, uh, you have a podcast or you have a live show or, you know, um, so all these things add to what you bring beyond the, the sort of the static black and white, ink on, uh, on, on a resume, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually, one of my clients who went live in March, he's a big podcaster, but he still has a full-time job. So he's not an entrepreneur a hundred percent yet. And he said he had a quarterly review with his boss and they gave him extra points on his review with the company because he had published a book. He didn't even expect that. So right. people notice people respect it in all forms of life. So don't let it the magic of it scare you away, take action and really great doors are going to open that you can't even anticipate right now. We're talking with Laura Peterson. Uh, she's from copy that pops and you can find her book at livestreamdeals.com. We sort of covered this already, but uh, it, it's, it's still a, a question that's of, of interest. Uh, Larry Roberts says, I have a book, a podcast and I'm funny as Hades? Hades, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> hey, Larry. He's off. one of my success stories. Good oh, job, Larry. 
So he says, why do you need a book? Uh, he he knows this. Yeah. Maybe he missed the earlier parts, but I mean, a summary <laughs> like you just stand out leaps and bounds. It's a, a great top of the funnel marketing tool. So more Amazon is one of the most popular websites in the world in the United States. So if you're not on Amazon, you're missing out on branding opportunities, people searching for solutions to problems and being able to find you. So it's a multifaceted tool. All right. So I'm super motivated now. I've read your book. We've chatted on air. We've chatted at your session at Podcast Movement. If I decide I want to write a book like Saturday or Sunday and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to start. Good. How long should it take? Good question. Well, it really can take as long or as short as you like. I uh, When I decided to sit down and write my first one and even my second one too, I thought it could take me 30 years, 30 months, 30 weeks or 30 days. And I decided to go with 30 days. So if you're crazy, Larry also did it in 30 days, the guy who popped up there. <laughs> so wow. if you're crazy, you can do it in that fast. But inside of my course and when I'm working with clients, I have an eight week action plan. So an eight week plan to write it, self-publish it and launch a number one bestseller. So that gives you a little bit more breathing room. And even within that plan, if you wanted to take more time to, you know, one week that I have in the plan, do it right. in two weeks. So expand it to 16. So you can adjust it according to your own schedule. But ultimately I say, pick a date, make it public so that you have a fire on your butt to actually get it done and not let it just take on years and years and years. Right. So if you want to write that brand building book, Laura gives out a lot of tips uh, and you can find the book, how, uh, no, it's permission. It's permission. permission but it yes. tell you how permission to write a brand building book. <laughs> Uh, for podcasters, again, it works for people in just about any field. Um, obviously, you're not getting rich off the book. It's the opportunities that come along uh, mm -hmm. from having the book. Um, for yes. people who are interested in in working with you and becoming clients, how can they reach out to you? What What's involved in, in that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the best thing to start with for free, if you're kind of like, I'm interested, but I'm not ready to open a wallet and work with you yet, Laura. I don't know you yet. <laughs> you can go to copythatpops.com forward slash Facebook, and it'll redirect you over to a free Facebook community that I have where we help you write, self-publish, launch a bestseller. It's really supportive. Larry's in there. I wouldn't have had a book if it weren't for her. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> Good shout out there. And he's the best at what you do. Oh, so sweet of him. I'll pay you later for these. Good job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but like inside of that group, it's really supportive and active. And then if you kind of feel like, okay, I'm really liking what she's doing. My main flagship course and program is a bestseller implementation program. And we have seven P's that we go over to make you an author expert. So you can absolutely reach out to me if you're interested in learning more about that. But I would say just get started with the free stuff since maybe you're still getting to know me and my style. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Laura Peterson. And uh, you can check out the book at LivestreamDeals.com. So much fun chatting with you again. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks. That's Laura Peterson, the author. You can check out her book at LivestreamDeals.com.